0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Doctor Matt Townsend, your coach. Your guide on the side. Today we're talking uh, the old bait and switch. No, it's not really the bait and switch. It's more just, you know, what would we call it? Buyer's remorse. Sometimes they're, sometimes they didn't bait us in. Sometimes they're just smarter than us. Well, that's a topic for this segment. But the whole show is about consumer behavior. Yeah. But see, well, not even like, uh, I mean, think of how many times you've made decisions you didn't even know you were making. Well,
1: that's true. That That's what I find interesting about this topic,
0: mm, is
1: like, the psychological stuff that's behind like marketing and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: Like, who on earth would go and buy a treadmill on their own without marketers <laughs> behind them, <laughs> pushing them, thinking that you should be healthy?
1: Well, that's that's why I sit on the couch late at night with the potato chip bag yeah. in my lap and...
0: And, and buying the the, yeah. this, oh, bullet, the magic bullet.
1: I can do that. To cut more potatoes. No, not the magic bullet. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, boy, I'm eating too many potato chips. I need to lose weight. Yeah. Oh, look at that treadmill. That would be great. Those, I can do that. Those infomercials can be
2: really rough, though, when you're hungry. Oh, yes. You I was like, oh, goodness. That yeah. all looks so good. And so so easy. You mm-hmm. don't, you
0: don't, I don't watch infomercials. I used to as a kid. Did you? Because I was Mm -hmm. hungry a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's messed up. So today we're going to be talking about all things, um, all different ways that the sciences are educating our advertisers to work us. We are very gullible people.
1: Yeah, but I think also at the same time, you know, you have the caveat emptor, Mm -hmm. buyer beware. Sure. You know, if we reveal that to our listeners,
0: then... Then they know. Exactly. Then they know that you didn't really want a treadmill. You just brought one home. Right. Have you ever had buyer's remorse? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what did you regret? Look, give me something well, that you bought that you thought
1: after. Aww. Well, it was more for the experience. It wasn't because of the. It wasn't the product. It wasn't the product itself. Um, actually, when uh, my wife and I got married, we went on a cruise for our honeymoon. Mm. And on the cruise, they had a, an art auction.
0: Oh, you bought art, so
1: we went to the we went to the art auction, yeah, didn't really see anything we we totally liked, and they brought this one up and we thought, oh, that could look cool. Did it have dogs in velvet? No, it was a very poker, no, it was a very abstract sort
0: of thing, okay, okay. Because <laughs> the poker dogs on the cruise ship go very fast.
1: Actually, it had this lady holding a baby with this uh, thing around her head. No, no.
0: Oh, was okay. that? Yeah. <laughs> no. It was religious. Uh,
1: no, it was, it was a piece of modern art, a uh, uh, artist that nobody knew. Was their nose sort
0: of where their mouth should have been? Maybe, yeah, depending on how you part. interpret it. That's art.
1: But anyway, we, we bought it. I think we spent you know
0: maybe 75 to 150 bucks somewhere in there. Okay, let me get this straight. On your honeymoon, mm-hmm. you went on a cruise... And then you decided to buy art. Yeah. That seems strange. Well, it was in the middle of the day. It seems like something like an older couple would do. No. <laughs> like on a cruise. To I got Alaska. married at a later
1: age. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: so, sorry.
2: Are you kidding me? Sean is a connoisseur of fine art. Exactly. What else Thank would you. he do on a cruise?
1: So he,
0: what was he? Okay. Yeah. He also went
1: and saw a comedian perform
0: oh, yeah. on the cruise. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Did you bring
1: but him home? The, the problem came in delivering the yeah. art. It never got to
0: us. Oh, no. Really? You, you lost your art
1: yeah it was supposed to be shipped to us and the guy said oh yeah it's on its way blah 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 oh no there's a problem here and so after about two months we finally we did get our money back good okay. but it, it just took
0: a long time was and it like so? being made in a sweatshop in haiti in one of the ports that you were docking
1: no it was supposed to be an original piece of art original to the guy in haiti that was <laughs> pumping them out i don't know by the hour i don't know but
0: it never but it did finally
1: make it no it never oh, we it never, never we it. never saw the art were you? But you got your money back. Yeah, we did get the money back. See, the worst would be then if you had arrived and you're like, "Why did we but buy was, this?" But, I do that no, all the yeah. time. Well, that's but sad. But the problem for us was, you know, why did we just spend all that time at that auction watching pieces go by that we, you know, yeah. we knew we couldn't afford. Yeah. So
0: weird. James, have you ever had a buyer's remorse experience?
2: Yeah, I've had a lot of them. <laughs> you really? know, I've, I've had experiences similar to Sean's. You know, where buying art with your new wife. Yeah, exactly. Where <laughs> that doesn't work out very well. <laughs> Don't tell Maddie. Yeah, exactly. But no, but like where the experience just is awful. You know, yeah. like oh yeah. I, uh, first off, I'll, I'll say this disclaimer. Don't buy clothes online. doesn't usually work out very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did it once, and same type of thing happened. That uh, First off, they didn't, they didn't send it for a really long time, oh. and then there's all this confusion. Then when they did send it, it was the wrong thing. And mm. so I ended up not getting it yeah. four months after
0: I had bought it. So it, it was just this huge – It was out of style by then. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't even want it now. <laughs> your, both of your examples are about bad customer service. Yeah, it's yes, true. Yes, that's, that's true. Which I guess is part of buyer's remorse. Yeah, but it seems it's like part of
1: the it's part of the buying experience.
0: You know, it seems like what would really get you though is you'd be asking yourself, "Why did I buy this? I didn't even need this."
1: I've yep. done that, but I can't remember exactly what it was that you I purchased. You don't want to you usually what no. you bought that you
0: can't.
2: Okay, I'll, I'll admit one. Okay. I went to a jazz basketball game. Okay. Our, oh, our professional, Utah Jazz. Yeah, the Utah yes. Jazz. And um, <laughs> they have this big blimp that flies yeah, around everywhere and drops like free stuff, like tickets right. and everything. Anyway, so I was inspired. So I was like, I need a blimp. And so I, I I bought one of those like big inflatable yeah. blimps. Not not like theirs. Like, did you think you could just take it to the next jazz game first? and just fly it around, dropping <laughs> yeah. stuff on people? Yeah, maybe, uh-huh. maybe that's why. But I <laughs> you got bought it. A blimp. Yeah, and uh, now it was one now of those they're called kind of drones, aren't they? Yeah, yeah yes. basically. Yeah, they are. Yeah. You yeah.
0: wanted. It. You were one of the guys that bought a drone. I
2: was ahead of my time. There you go.
1: Wow, mm-hmm. that's in, that's inspiring.
2: Well, at least
0: you didn't buy a basketball team. <laughs> that's right. That would have been worse. When the drone, when the oh, drone, when you actually received your blimp. And you opened it and you thought what? Oh, I, I. Well, I went to. First off, was the problem of
2: filling up the balloon because, you know. I yeah. guess I assumed I could have just blown it up at home, but oh, yeah. like, no, I have to oh. go to like a party store and right. spend some money to fill the helium thing up. ten thousand dollars of helium yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then when I blow it up, it's like, how on earth am I going to get this home? That's right.
0: You know, <laughs> will you blimp at home? You
2: just drive it home. Yeah, exactly. Tie just it to the drive car beneath it. <laughs> yeah. So when I got home and s- set it up and put, like put the little bottom motor on it, you know, I got just kind of st- stepped back and looked at it and
0: like, yeah what on earth did I do? Like, isn't <laughs> Why that, did isn't that the moment that your dating life just totally took a turn? Oh, yeah. Because who wants to date a guy blimp? Because had a blimp. That's right. I mean, there's nothing that kills the date faster than, you yep, know. That's when my dating hey, we're life going in a blimp. died. Yeah, I get yep. it. Yep. I get it. Aaron, uh, not... famous, give us your favorite uh, buyer's remorse story. Okay. Uh, um, unless it involves a blimp. We've already had
2: No, that. no blimp. Uh, technology, definitely mm. something that's always on the move, as we talked about. Yeah. And so... Personally, I've I decided to get an iPhone, you know, I have an iPad, but I've noticed every six months there's a new one that comes yeah. out.
0: Oh, every I know. And
2: they say, Oh, this has this new thing when really it's like a slight increase in speed, so it's so easy to feel. For me, like, well, I just got yeah, you know, for example I have a four S, but the five just came out. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing out and so with technology I've noticed that you don't always have to have the newest and best to feel like no. Th- you have something good. But see, that's what they do. So they but get they in make your head. you feel like, yeah, all the cool oh, people I need have to it. sell it and get the new one.
0: I bought that's all of true. this Apple gear, so I'm very Apple-oriented. So, you do know, you bob for them? I bob. I have an Apple you know, sticker on my car. Oh. Not really. But um, I, I do have a sticker. I, I don't dare put it on my car. Oh, but God. here's the deal. I now, I mean, right after I bought everything, I was now fully invested. I was about ready to move my entire office towards Apple gear. Everything was going apple, and, and then the, then the Samsung Galaxy came out, oh yes, oh yeah, and I thought that is a cool little device, yep, that is a seriously cool device, mm-hmm. and it really messed me up, it messed me up, so but I think they're playing with my mind because all the smart, by the way, creative i don't know if you guys know this, but the creative artsy, smartsy people they use Apple, yes, and i you know i i you know I pride myself as being. Creative, artsy fartsy, fartsy, artsy, artsy, fartsy, and smartsy. <laughs> <laughs> All four of those. And so I, I kind of now have to stick with Apple. Yeah, you're stuck. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. no good Because you ha- you're part of the club. Yeah. You have yeah.
1: to stick with it. Yeah. And you uh, got the
0: glasses, too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. See, I bought I bought the whole line. But see, they're messing with my mind. Is you, are you, are you, They're messing with my mind. Are you
1: related mind. to a jo- uh, person named Jobs
0: anywhere? Yeah. St- Uncle Steve. Okay. Uncle Steve. Great guy. But here's another thing. Do you know that if you went in, I just read this, if you went in, they can pretty much, they can tell you with very high certainty, they can get you to buy what they want you to buy. Just by, if they give you three choices. Mm-hmm. And then how they place and set up the packages of three choices, they're pretty confident which one you'll pick. So if you ever go somewhere and they're offering you – like when they're doing a a timeshare – I wouldn't pick one. Well, no. But yeah, you would. No, I wouldn't. No, if I gave you three pieces of art on a cruise ship when you were (laughs) in love with your wife – I mean you're still in love with her – but like madly enthralled on your honeymoon – and they gave you three choices. You probably, they could get you to pick the middle, the middle package. Because the first package, $10,000 package where they'll come change the art out of your house every day. Package number two, $100 <laughs> picture with someone's nose where their mouth should be. Package number three, a postcard. Well, I'm an art connoisseur. I'll uh, take two. But
1: too. I'm in control of my money. I don't have to buy any of them.
0: But I think our, I think our expert's going to say bulk. Yeah, that's what you like to
1: think, Sean. Because I don't
0: think so. I think he is because he's going to I don't sit think there so. s- gonna say they've been working. They're already working it. Look what you're wearing. You chose these clothes because mm-hmm. they were on the Gap commercial. Nope. Yes, you are. You're wearing nope. Gap Dockers. No, I'm not. Oh,
2: man. Someone's in denial.
0: Denial. denial. See, yeah. this is why we're so. That's easily a river in, in Egypt. Leave. So here's what we've got on the show today. We are
2: going to have
3: what? Dr. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Are you okay? Yeah.
0: Was that Aaron? That was me. I was just for Sean comment i
3: appreciate it was, that. it was
0: cute that was really cute um don't let him do that again okay. that was seriously messed up i didn't hear it sorry <laughs> it's really good no so we're gonna have dr ian zimmerman on the show today and he is like a behavioral consumer psychologist mm-hmm. yes he's going to sit there and tell us all of the secrets that they're doing to market to us to get us to do things we didn't even know we were doing for crying out loud He's going to be on the show also, later on the show, Meg Conley. Nobody nobody uses more manipulative behavior psychology than Meg Conley. And she just sucks us right in with her great powers. Lots of fun, lots of new learning today about uh, your own consumer behavior. How and what are they doing to get you to purchase things, maybe even to purchase more than you've ever needed? This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back, right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Little Abba for you. Little Abba. Little afternoon with Abba. Money, money, money. This, by the way, pod that up a bit. This sounds like you, James. My singing or what I actually say? Um, more just your singing. <laughs> I do sing like that a lot. That's good music. Hey, that um, that leads us perfectly into our topic. Dr. Ian Zimmerman is on the phone and he is going to be talking to us about consumer behavior he grew up in new jersey and you know throughout his childhood he always found human behavior fascinating who doesn't come on we're a bunch of weirdos And uh, Ian took his first psychology course in high school, and then he realized he wanted to devote his life to the study of behavior. After graduating from the College of New Jersey in 2003 with a B.A. in psychology, Ian enrolled at Central Michigan University to pursue graduate studies in psychology. He received his M.S. in Applied Experimental Psychology in 2007 and his Ph.D. in Applied Experimental Psychology in 2011. He is now an assistant teaching professor in the Department of Psychology or Psychological Sciences at the University of Missouri. Ian, welcome to the Matt Townsend show.
4: Uh, Thanks for having me here.
0: So good to have you. Hey, one of the things I wanted to make sure we talked about, we I found an article or um, in your blog on Psychology Today. Psychology Today blog, it's it's entitled Sold it's just a great resource um for anything we're going to talk about if you want to go learn more about ian go to that blog and you can read a bunch of his articles so ian uh, talk to me here i mean i sometimes i wonder if we if we are even aware of some of the consuming or the consumption we're doing a but b do we even know what's going on behind it that might be driving it so you you're an expert in this what 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 is your study what is consumer kind of behavior and consumer Studies, what are you doing there?
4: Um, Well, specifically, my research gets into the kind of um, intersection between um, uh, kind of implicit social cognitions, or, you know, maybe you could say implicit attitudes and consumer behavior. Okay. When I say implicit attitudes, I mean kind of, you know, knee-jerk reactions to things.
0: It's, like, subtle, yeah, though, well, but, like, not, things, things that aren't—I guess it's things that we don't—we're not cognitively aware of. Is that what you're saying? More implicit.
4: We can be aware of them, but they can be unconscious. I mean, I guess the, uh, the way in which they're most unconscious is that they uh, can influence our behavior without our awareness. Hmm. So, you know if we have a, a favorable, implicit attitude towards some product, that attitude could lead us to buy the product, and we may not know it's the attitude leading us to buy that product.: Yes,
0: that is my problem. Apple 101. <laughs> it just it, there's an implied there's something behind it that to me has always said that's what you want to buy, because that's what the popular people are doing, or whatever. A great example. What do you what do you see? How do you see that um, you know? How do you see that our behaviors, uh, well, like you, you you talk about consumption. You know, we are what we consume is a phrase you've used. What do you mean by that?
4: Well, I mean basically, uh, we use the products we buy and you know the things we consume to help construct and maintain an identity. Um, you know sometimes uh I mean it can get pretty subtle too i mean or maybe not subtle but specific. I mean we can make pretty careful consumption decisions as uh part of an identity maintenance strategy
0: huh like we're building our identity it, that's interesting because we don't know we don't i guess we don't always think that that as we're out making as we're out making purchases as even the stores we choose to go to. The the brands we tend to wear, the places we want to live, the things we put in our house—it's all of a, part of a strategy of our building our own identity.
4: Yeah, and I mean even things that you would think um, uh, would not be uh, not lend themselves to these kinds of considerations can. So, for instance, they found that people's choice of leisure activities in the evening can be influenced. By consideration of the, uh, their implications for identity. So, yeah. you know, me, for instance, um, I work in academia. So, if I'm sitting down for the evening and deciding whether I should read a book or watch TV, it might occur to me that reading a book is a little more consistent with somebody who is an academic.
0: Oh, yeah. That's interesting. So, your purchases, your activities, I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're healthy, You would, um, if you had a choice between, you know, riding your bike or eating a bowl of popcorn watching a show, you'd probably need to go get on the bike.
4: Right. Hmm. And and not doing so might make you feel as if you had somehow kind of, uh, you know, failed in your efforts to maintain this identity.
0: That's interesting. So a lot of our, our purchases and just consumption of life and even, I guess, use of our own time, resources. Uh, activities, are driven by this image, this impression we want to make. And that, that is, I guess, that's very implicit. I mean, it's subtle, isn't it? It's, sometimes it's not, it's not always obvious that you're trying to build your own brand here.
4: Yeah, I, I, I would imagine that a lot of these decisions, can uh, we may not be um, completely aware. Yeah. We may not carefully consider the ins and outs of all of these decisions.
0: Does, is this why, I guess, uh, that, that adds a little bit of a twist when you think of a celebrity, you know, a professional athlete that's endorsing something. I guess we somehow want to be aligned to that. Is that what that's
3: about?
4: Um, absolutely. I, I think that we, um, when we see a liked celebrity endorsing a product, um, you know, we can come to kind of identify with that celebrity, and then, you know, we may start to use that product as a uh, means of um, or, as, I guess, an expression of that identification.
3: Hmm.
0: Is, is this, I guess, it's not all a bad thing, right? It's, I guess, it's also, it's a good thing. Help us understand how this theory, you know, of consumption, we are what we consume, I guess that it's a good thing. How so?
4: Well, I mean, it can be good to the extent that, I mean, if the identities we create, you know, help us to feel good about ourselves, that can increase our self-esteem. Yeah. Or if the identities we create help us to feel as if we're accepted members of social groups that we like, that too can give us a sense of... um, belongingness, and, you know, self-esteem. Hmm. So in that way, consuming as part of an identity uh, construction and uh, maintenance effort can be beneficial.
0: Where, where can it go the other way? It, where does it become, I guess, is it just, you know, overconsumption, you know, maybe like obsession with one concept? I mean, how, how, how can then such a consumption become less healthy? I guess if well, it's keeping think, us from people too, or belonging.
4: I think that in terms of uh, identity, the uh, kind of quintessential example of um, consumption having an adverse impact on our identities is when we try to achieve unrealistic beauty standards. Yeah. So you know when we see when women see very thin women on television, or when men see very muscular men on television. And um, they think that they should look this way in order to look good. This can, um, and you know, consequently, the fact that they don't look that way currently can uh, kind of adversely affect their body image and make them feel unattractive. No, that's. Oh, go ahead. ahead.
0: No, I was going to say that's real, right? That's where that's where we see uh, that's where we see people doing really harsh things to their body to seemingly fit in.
4: Right, exactly. You know, we can, you know, this um, uh, lower body image and, you know, the desire to improve it uh, can lead us to, by, I mean, it can be, it can lead us to consume things in, I guess, a relatively harmless fashion. You know, it may lead us to work out more. Yeah. Which I guess isn't necessarily bad, but if it's leading us to work out too much.
0: Right. Take steroids or do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Or,
4: you know, if it leads to maybe unnecessary cosmetic surgery. Right. That's arguably bad.
0: Uh, We're talking with Dr. Ian Zimmerman, and he is a teaching assistant, teaching professor in the Department of Psychological Sciences at the University of Missouri. He's also uh, running a blog on Psychology Today. You got to go check out the blog. Um, On the blog, it's uh, it's called Psychology Today. um, Sold? Question mark? Sold? It's a great blog about uh, are you being sold a bill of goods. I just added the bill of goods. We're going to come back more with Dr. Zimmerman when we come back. We're also going to be getting into impulse buying. He's going to give us some insight into why we uh, tend to purchase the way we do and, you know, if we're maybe too impulsive. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. If I had a
5: if I had a million dollars, Well, I buy you a house? I would buy you a house. Welcome if back, I'd everybody. Had a if dollars,
0: you had a million dollars, a million what would you buy? We know what James would buy. He would buy a thousand boxes of Lucky Charms. Art on my cruise. <laughs> and Sean would go on another cruise and he would buy art, and he'd still be wearing his dockers from Old Navy. BNL. That's the group that sings that uh, wonderful song. If I had a million dollars, what would I do? I would take you all to lunch. You'd buy a billboard. That's I would buy really another nice billboard. Lunch. <laughs> and I'd get on the billboard. You know what I would do? Apparently, according to Dr. Ian Zimmerman, our guest today, he, um, he's on the phone right now. He's the assistant teaching professor in the Department of Psychological Sciences at the University of Missouri he also uh blogs and has a blog at psychology today on, on the psychology today website the blog is called sold he is teaching us about consuming one of the lessons we've already learned from Dr. Zimmerman, is the fact that we are what we consume. A lot of us, as we're out there consuming, purchasing, these purchases are all designed to help us build, to to impact our identity, to make us sometimes, I guess, feel better about ourselves, which sure, but I, I never thought of it as like, you're kind of building your own brand, and every one of these purchases, not even just the purchase, just your use of time, the activities you're involved in. And then sometimes I guess that reinforces itself. Uh, as we bring Dr. Zimmerman back, one of the things we wanted to get into, Dr. Zimmerman, was impulse buying. I mean, it seems like a lot of the, the times that we have some buyer's remorse or some regrets, at least for me, is when I buy stuff that I don't even know why I bought it. Okay, here's a perfect example. I took some friends out to, to get ice cream, like shakes, last night. They were in from out of town. Um, wonderful experience. And I went up to pay. And right there is a pouch uh, <laughs> of um, macaroni and cheese cheese that you put on pasta, and it makes macaroni and cheese from the, the, this place using their brand, their taste, their flavor of macaroni and cheese. Just so you know, I have never once consumed macaroni and cheese from this place, ever. But it was sitting right there, and I like macaroni and cheese, and I bought it. It was just $2. Is that for your ice cream? No, I'm going to take it home. That's what I was thinking. No, I'm going to take it home. It's, now I've got it, so now I can put it in storage, and I can now have macaroni and cheese that will taste like this wonderful restaurant, even though I've never tasted it. Okay, so here's the deal. Dr. Zimmerman, teach us, why did I do that? And I wasn't under the influence of any alcohol or drugs. Maybe I was okay. over-sugared or over-creamed. I'm not sure. (laughs) Why would I do such a thing?
4: There are a number of potential explanations. Um, One that sprung to mind when you mentioned that uh, this product was located at the uh, same place where you pay for your purchases would be uh, a phenomenon referred to as ego depletion. Mm. So ego depletion... It's basically a state that results after we uh, exert self-control. So when we have to exert self-control, say, for instance, uh, because we were resisting the temptation to buy certain things. Yes. This depletes a limited kind of a mental or cognitive resources that we use for acts of self-control. <laughs> and um, that's huge. When these resources are temporarily depleted, yeah, we um, basically become more impulsive, and we have less ability to resist the urge to buy products oh, that we man. may encounter. You just, just described my
0: marriage, by the way. <laughs> you just because I was sitting with my wife, who has a ton of strength. And we shared a shake. We were the only ones at the table that shared one. And then I went up to pay the bill by myself, depleted of all strength, and I bought mac and cheese. And then when I showed it to her later, she's like, why? I don't know. I'm going to ask the doctor today. So now I've got it, Dr. Zimmerman. That's, that's a, that they call that ego depletion, huh? Yeah. And I guess that's a real thing. So does it matter then, I guess, when we're shopping or how we're shopping? And I guess we don't want to go shopping if we've been fighting off, you know, temptations all day. (laughs) Because then we might go buy everything.
4: You know, um, we tend to be more impulsive uh, in the evening than in the morning. yeah. Because, you know, throughout the day, not only have we been uh, using self-control for various things, but, you know, we also tend to be a little more impulsive simply because, you know, we're more physically tired. You know, yeah. the depletion of that physical energy also makes it more difficult to uh, resist temptations.
3: Hmm.
0: No, I, you can almost see that. I mean, a lot of when you hear of, I don't know, a politician getting in trouble, I mean, they're, they're probably battling demons all day, <laughs> fighting in Congress, and then they have a little free time and they get in trouble. It's interesting. At night, who would think? Really the I mean, it really is like a, it's like a it's a it seems like a muscle and once your muscles are tired, you're more likely to fall.
4: No, yeah, that's it, exactly it. that that's the uh analogy that's very often used.
0: That's interesting too, infomercials. They're always at night. James here, he can't go to bed without watching seven infomercials. And that's probably worn him down. Then he yeah. then he and he's, and that's the problem because it's not the first one because he'll use all of his character to fight off the first three or four with things he doesn't need, and then he'll lose it and then he'll end up purchasing the sixth thing he doesn't need hmm, like a blimp, like a blimp, oh boy, dr. Zimmerman, give us some more uh you talked about one of the things you talked about is how um how you know, connections and making we, how we, we mention the connections and we make them with our products. How does the audience end up? Um, it, d- does the connection is, does that make us more impulsive to buy something? Like if I can see an immediate connection to uh, my favorites, like I, I always say my kids, I like to buy music on iTunes and I always say it's for my kids. And to me, that seems like a great connection, but really it's me listening to the music. Um, but it's, it makes it so I can be more impulsive. If I find a song I really like, I just buy it. it does, does, I guess, does the purchase connected to people and relationships make it more easy to buy? More, are we more impulsive that way?
4: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think when we form a personal connection with a product, we're certainly more likely to buy it impulsively because when we feel personally connected to a product, our minds actually start to perceive it differently. They start to perceive it as if we already own it Hmm. before we've actually purchased it. And, you know, once our minds start to perceive it that we already own it, we'll feel deprived if we don't buy it. Right. Because, you know, it's almost like we feel like, well, I own it, but I can't take it home with me.
0: (laughs) So. Oh, it's so subtle, isn't it? What well, what other influences, you know, how, you know, drive some of this impulsive purchasing?
4: Well, I mean, it's funny. You know, you mentioned uh, Apple. You know, buying songs on iTunes. I think that the practice of um, one-click buying is something that definitely facilitates. Impulse buying mm-hmm. because the thing about impulse buying is that one of its kind of um, defining qualities is that it often involves not considering a purchase thoroughly so you know when you're on iTunes and you know you're considering buying a song all you have to do is just click one click yeah and it's downloading but you know if you had to I uh, just say you were buying some product online, and in order to purchase it, you had to add it to your cart, then visit the cart page, yeah. then check out, then populate an order form, then provide your credit card information, select your shipping, <laughs> and then actually confirm the purchase. Basically, every one of those different pages in the purchase process, there's a barrier. Um, at which you can change your mind about the purchase yeah but with one click shopping there's barrier. there's only one barrier one very weak barrier
0: that that's interesting and and we it seems like in order to facilitate a one-step process we have to go in you know previously and and go through the process of making it really easy to be to be in that one step process. We have to fill everything out once. So I guess maybe that's some advice, huh? That if we want to avoid impulse buying, maybe try to the best we can avoid getting in a system that's a one step system. Don't don't go do all the pre work to get signed up so you can just one button it if you've already right, got a problem. Exactly. I mean I do that right. on Amazon, it's the same thing, right? And once yeah, you're I'm in right. and you've given them everything, all, I mean, what's funny, ironically, is then all of a sudden my kids become impulsive buyers, and all of a sudden I've got 10 purchases. How did you guys do this? Oh, yeah, we just said, yes, I'll buy it now. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, because when you get into this, Dr. Zimmerman, again, we're talking with Dr. Zimmerman, who is uh, an assistant teaching professor in the Department of Psychological Sciences at the University of Missouri. He's also a blogger on Psychology Today. Go check out his blog, Sold. Um, it really is. Uh, it's it's something we we can pay more attention to, and I guess it seems like we don't. We just we just kind of go with the flow a lot of times. Is that right? You mean impulse
4: buying? Yeah. Well, just in, well,
0: that? yeah, in all of our purchases and consumption, we don't usually look as deep as you're looking. Uh, yeah,
4: I, I would agree with that. I think. I mean, we certainly are capable of making very careful, controlled decisions, and they do, of course, sometimes happen. But, yeah, I think that our decisions occur on autopilot uh, a lot more than many people might think.
0: Yeah. That's what I want to talk about. We're going to take a break and come back with Dr. Zimmerman. He's going to talk about where true happiness really lies. It's, It's rarely at the bottom of a shopping bag. We're going to talk materialism and, again, our relationships, how much of this really is involving our relationships, and the people around us. This is The Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking about your purchasing behavior, your consumerism, right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show and to a blast from my past, Madonna. Oh, Madonna, the material girl. This is, I actually... I want to know what your past is with Madonna after you say well, that. she was my second girlfriend. She didn't know it. That's obvious. <laughs> In the late 80s. Um, was it the late 80s when this came out? Holy cow. No.
1: Yeah. I bet there's there a year on there.
0: It was 1990.
4: No. Oh, Actually, this song, this might be 85,
1: 86.
0: Yeah, yeah. Here's why this is important. Um, Because I learned with this girl I was dating that was a material girl. And one day I'm sitting there, uh, wonderful girl, uh, Gucci bag, not Gucci. um, Anyway, I can't remember the name. Name brand bag she had. Name brand perfume. uh, And this was her favorite song. And as I sat and watched her basically lip sync this song, I thought to myself, get out. You've got to get out. (laughs) Run while you
1: still can. 1984.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I think I was a junior, sophomore. And uh, right then I thought, you got to run from this material, girl. So we brought on an expert, uh, Ian, Dr. I- Ian Zimmerman, who's going to uh, teach us a little bit about materialism. It may not be all it's cracked up to be, especially when it comes to our well-being. Uh, Dr. Zimmerman, again, he has a master's degree in applied experimental psychology and a doctorate in Applied Experimental Psychology and is the Assistant Teaching Professor in the Department of Psychological Sciences at the University of Missouri. He also writes a blog on Psychology Today called Sold. And uh, we so appreciate you being here, Dr. Zimmerman. Thanks again.
4: Oh, it's my pleasure.
0: Talk about materialism for us. I mean, in your blog, you ha- you talked about a relationship between materialism and well-being, right? And um, so what is that relationship? I mean, w- there's we assume, you know, it's good for us. It doesn't matter what we purchase. But is there an impact of our well-being based on our materialism?
4: Sure. Um, you know, a lot of commercial advertising would lead us to believe that, you know, buying products we see on television and on the Internet can make us happier. I mean, products are advertised with promises of happiness all the time. However, a lot of research really does not support this idea. Uh, you know, to the contrary, most research on the uh, topic has uh, detected a relationship between higher levels of materialism and less happiness.
0: Really? And I, I'm assuming because your taxes get more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? I mean, it really it, no, Life's funny. hard. Yeah. It's hard when you have a bigger house. You have to do more weeding. that's how I've found. I mean, and I don't even have a big house. But so what is the connection? I guess it's just, we're then consumed by our consumption.
4: Well, I mean, there's a few, uh, explanations for the uh, relationship between materialism and unhappiness. One, uh, gets into the things on which materialistic individuals tend to focus. So, People who are more materialistic tend to focus more on their possessions. You know, sometimes to the point of neglecting kind of a less tangible values hmm. like family and friendship. Yeah. And the thing about those things, family and friendship, they are associated with increased happiness. So to the extent we neglect them, we may be. Doing
0: ourselves this service. Yeah, interesting. Because how many times do you hear someone say, "Look, I'm only I'm only going to work to get a house and stuff for you," so and yet they're you know you're getting the house, you're getting I mean, you have to work, but you also have to make sure you're not losing the family. You have to focus on the non-materialistic things.
4: Yeah, I agree. I think that um, I mean you know when it comes to uh, you know, working really hard, that's, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. No. Especially if, you know, uh, what you do is noble, or especially if you like what you do. But the person who, uh, you know, kills himself at the office simply to make lots of money, especially that he or she doesn't need, um, I think is probably making a mistake. I mean, I guess they kind of sum it up in a statement, Nobody's last words were ever, I wish i spent more time at the office. Right.
0: Well, except Nixon. Nixon, (laughs) he was ticked about that. No, that's so true. Isn't that true? Um, And and then you you also even have found a correlation, I guess, uh, with some of this materialism and insecurity.
4: Sure, yeah, that's another um, theory that's been proposed to explain the relationship between materialism and unhappiness. It said realistic individuals tend to be more insecure and so use possessions uh, that is to say, you know, high status possessions that can be used to impress others to compensate for that feeling of insecurity.
0: Hmm. It's I mean it's it rings true. It totally rings true. Does is there a way to know What's the sign? Is there a sign that you're too materialistic? How do you know when it's kind of slipping away from you and you're becoming maybe too possession-minded, too possession-oriented?
4: I mean, to my mind, I think that if you if you feel as if you won't be happy until you own a certain possession, you know, Right. you have certain article of clothing, you have a certain car, you have a certain size house, then you're probably too materialistic
0: does it does this is this different with children because it, it my children all of the time are telling me what else they need to be you know more happy, like a golf cart um twenty dollar pair of socks. Uh, all of these things. Is it different with children who are already maybe trying to create their identity, build their identity around that? Have, have you seen anything in the research about are they? do they tend to be more materialistic?
4: I'm not sure if children are more materialistic than adults, but children are certainly capable of materialistic values. Um, in fact, children at a very young age can develop uh Brand preferences.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nickelodeon. Yeah. Disney Channel. Yeah. Yeah.
4: You know, and it's funny, and it gets into the whole area of the, uh, you know, controversy surrounding advertising and marketing targeting children.
3: Uh Uh-huh.
4: You know, that maybe it's, uh, uh, you know, maybe it's not right that young children would have strong brand preferences. and a lot of marketers will justify this uh, phenomenon by saying well you know kids these days are very uh... they're they're a lot smarter you know they're very um... knowledgeable and savvy but you know a lot of psychologists would respond to that by saying well you know it really isn't a matter of intelligence that you know the uh, fact that children can express brand preferences at a young age simply reflects the fact that they are susceptible to the influence that's of
0: advertising—they're right. being advertised to. Uh, yeah, isn't that what a great <laughs> there, there's a great sales job right there? You know, these children are, are there. I mean, seriously, they can recognize four out of five brands. Well, they shouldn't. They should just first learn how to clean their room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my marketing. It's that's a fascinating thing, and um, and yet I guess too that's our job of our as a parent is to make sure we're not. I guess, allowing too many touches from the marketing world, or at least that we're in there influencing them as well on creating the right values around their their purchases.
4: Right. And, you know, that also speaks to another, um, I guess, another kind of source of this controversy surrounding advertising targeting children, because when parents forbid children from having certain products they want. The children won't always understand their parents' rationale for mm. forbidding the products, and right. this can create a stress between parents and children.
0: What do we do there? I guess just talk. Communicate yeah, better. I mean, Share better what our thinking is.
4: It's a really tough situation because, you know, I mean, you know, when you ask me what do we do about it, my, my kind of the first thing I want to say is don't expose children to advertising. Yeah. But in practice, that's impossible. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think the combination of, um, you know, moderated exposure and, and critical consumption of advertising content is probably a, a good way to go.
0: Two great phrases, moderated exposure... So minimizes at least your your present in their exposure, your understanding. And then what was the third uh, or the second one? Critical Uh, consumption. Critical consumption. Be critical of, of every, I guess. It's interesting. Be just as critical of the advertising and maybe talk through the advertising just as much as you talk through the shows that you're watching with them. Or, I mean, it's not even shows anymore, is it? It's video games. It's apps. It's everywhere. Right. Yeah critical. That's great. Um, well, I, I really appreciate uh, your work and just your insight because, you know, we, we're using our marketing, aren't we, to, to create this identity and to make kind of a better sense of who we are or at least who we think we're trying to project ourselves to be. We got about 20 seconds left. Can you what's, What would you say is the one thing we should be doing as consumers to make sure we don't lose ourselves and we understand better what we're, what we're, what we're buying?
4: I mean, basically, if you're spending more money than you have, or you're buying things you know you don't need, you should probably curb your consumption.
0: Yeah, no know that there's a problem. Slower down. Well, Dr. Ian Zimmerman, we appreciate you. We really do again, uh, go to his website, go to psychology today. He's got a wonderful blog there, sold is the name of the blog, and uh, Ian Zimmerman is the name of our great guest, the professor from uh, the Department of Psychological Sciences at the University of Missouri. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion about consumer behavior, keep learning what we can. Also, hey, Meg Conley coming up, the master consumer. Uh, our own Meg Conley will be joining us. This is The Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your life coach today. Your your con, what what would you call me? Your consumer coach. Your guide on the side. And today we're talking your financial a, guide, not financial. I know nothing about finances. <laughs> I am your guide on the side today. We today have been discussing consumer behavior. So financial
1: guru, not no. not in the no, no, not no, no, in the mix, sir. No. No. Guru, no, no. Okay. No,
0: no, I'm just your friend. We don't I'm have to climb f- a mountain to go visit you? No, yeah, no. No mountain. You can drive to the valley. Um, here's how this has been working today, folks. We've been talking about consumerism. We've had some wonderful guests on so far. But our very own Maddie Richards has uh, been trying to sneak some, you know, learning, I think is how she calls it.
1: I know. She wants us to learn so much
0: into my brain. So she interviewed a wonderful man. Who, his name is Dr. David Lewis, who is a pioneer. In the field of neuromarketing. And believe it or not, there's people out there that are out to get you in a good way. They're, they're figuring out your brain. It sounds like he's putting needles into my head and telling me kind what of. to buy. Kind of. But then they once they know, because they know what your brain wants, they know how your brain works, then what they start to do is they, they market according to the science. And you fall for it like a little rat going to get your cheese mm-hmm. in a trap. Mm-hmm. And then, bam, the trap slaps. You're dead. Mm. Your neck's broken, and they're throwing you in the dumpster. Ow. That's all metaphorical. No one will be killed in oh. this segment. But we've asked, we've asked Maddie. Uh, she actually did an interview with Dr. David Lewis, who's basically the pioneer of this field. And he's going to be talking just about how our brains react to advertising and how we can be smarter about what we buy.
6: Walk me through one of your research studies, how you measure, what you're measuring and what your conclusions are.
5: All right. Well, we did a study recently in Canada, in Toronto, uh, and what happened there was they constructed a, a, a kind of a fake supermarket. So it was, in every sense, a proper supermarket except it wasn't open for business. It was designed for us to carry out research, and we recruited volunteers, and we would then fit them with a what is called an electro cap, which fits around their heads. It's completely painless. And it enables us to read the electrical activity in their brain while they're moving around these particularly uh, supermarket stores, looking at different displays, looking at different signages, which direct them to different products, and looking at advertising and this kind of thing. And we also have equipment with a device called an eye tracker, which enables us to see precisely... Um, where people are looking, how long they're looking at anything for, and the direction of their gaze. So if, for example, they're looking at a poster, we can see where their eyes started to look at the poster and how their gaze moved across the poster. So it gives us a huge amount of information. Um, And and this would be a kind of a typical study. Another study we did in New York a few years back now um, was at a a famous uh, discount store, and we were looking there at the impact when people find a, a, a bargain, a, a fashion item, a fashion icon item at a very much reduced price. This is the store specialisation: is to buy something, let's say, like a, a Versace um, fashion item, and then um, discount it very, very heavily. And so we were looking at how excited people become. Um, these were these were New Yorkers, uh, and boy, do they get excited when they find a bargain. <laughs>
6: Do you Are you specializing in finding what kinds of scents and paint and colors and things like yes. that are important? Or what is it that you're looking for that can change consumers' electrical um, brain activity?
5: Well, we're looking at the whole range of things. You're absolutely right. Aroma is now a very important aspect of retailing. Um, retailers will infuse the environment of their store with different kinds of aromas, depending on what kind of mood they want to try and induce in in their consumers. I think most people are aware that, you know, if they inject the smell of freshly baked bread or freshly brewed coffee into the into an area where they're selling food, that will increase people's appetite. So they're more likely to buy more food. But also, for example, they might inject um, coconut oil aroma into a travel store, uh, because that's been shown that when people smell coconut oil, even if they're not Actually, consciously aware of the aroma, it reminds them possibly of lying on a nice, warm, tropical beach somewhere and, and rubbing um, sun lotion into their bodies. So, that would be another example. Very interesting study just came from Belgium in Europe where they actually infused a bookshop with the aroma of chocolate. And they found mm. that although people didn't notice the chocolate aroma, they in fact bought more books and they stayed longer in the store when that aroma was there. So it can have a very powerful influence on us. And really one of the purposes of of my book, The Brain Cell, is to alert consumers to the techniques which are being used to persuade them, to influence them. Some would actually say to manipulate them, perhaps into buying things they don't particularly want. And when they came into the store, perhaps they didn't particularly intend to buy. Studies have shown that if they play classical music, uh, in the wine in a wine department people don 't buy more wine, but they tend to buy more expensive bottles of wine mm. somehow they 're influenced by these sort of the great classical music uh, <laughs> masters to buy buy more expensive wine so there are all sorts of ways in which our subconscious mind can be tweaked to persuade us to do things. so I think people should be aware of that
6: do you feel like? your explaining this information could be giving businesses more ideas and in a way you could be helping them to deceive the people?
5: <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I don't think businesses need many more ideas. <laughs> I think they've got a pretty good grasp. I mean, it's, a, it's a, as I said earlier, it's a huge industry now. It, it, billions of dollars probably are spent worldwide just trying to find the advertisement which is the most perfect advertisement, which, you know, uh, particularly matches a person's needs. And in a way, you could say, well, that, that is surely better. I would sooner look at an advertisement which has been crafted to suit my needs and tastes and uh, sort of interests rather than just have something bombard me with... Something which I have no interest in at all. So, you know, by crafting commercials to make them as personal as possible, um, it could be argued that they're actually doing a service to to us by not bombarding us with information we don't need. On the other hand, a lot of consumer advocacy groups, particularly in the United States, are very concerned uh, about the way in which privacy is being invaded, and the idea is that perhaps. Uh, you know if you could sell a canned beans uh using subliminal persuasion, why not sell a politician in the same way so people would kind of vote uh, mm-hmm. without really knowing how they'd been persuaded so I think there I think there are dangers, and I think the public should be aware
6: so your purpose is then to make consumers aware of the tactics yes. more than help the corporations.
5: Well, I mean, I suppose uh, that that's true. I mean, it's, people say to me, well, should it be made illegal? I'm not sure you can do that in the days of the Internet when we live in a global village, pretty much. I, and I'm not sure that's particularly. I don't particularly like the heavy hand of the law um, laying down rules and regulations. I think consumers should be able to make up their own minds. Well, I suppose what I'm saying, you know, there's, there's a famous old Latin saying, caveat emptor, let the buyer beware. Um, And and the word beware actually comes from uh, the English words be aware. So what I'm really saying in the brain cell is let the buyer be aware. You and me, all of us as consumers, when we go into a store, we should be aware of the techniques which are being used to try and persuade us to buy things and we should just give our brains time to step back and think about things rather than sort of instantly buying something on an impulse. We should actually go, perhaps walk around the block a few times and think, do I really <laughs> need this? Do I really, really, should I invest my dollars in this, this kind of thing? I think that, that's one way. I remember making a film for British BBC television, British television some years back and we did Vox Pops, you know, we stopped people who were leaving a supermarket and we said, I said, have you bought anything? We which you didn't expect to buy when you went into the store. And almost everybody, except for one person, in fact, of the 30 people I stopped, all but one said, oh, well, yeah, I bought these cacti or I bought these picture frames or I bought this something or rather. There was only one man, as I say. He said, no, when I go into a shop, I make a list of what I need. I don't buy anything which I haven't put on my list. And I said, well, you're you're a very unusual shopper. Then he said, no. I'm a supermarket manager I know all the <laughs> tricks, so maybe we should just be a bit more aware, not necessarily the tricks, but certainly of the, the very subtle and clever techniques which are now being used to make us part with our money.
0: Well done, Maddie. Uh, again, and Dr. David Lewis, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of being taken advantage of. Because now I know what you're doing. Every time I walk into the studio, Sean, I smell... I feel the same way every time dude, I walk into the studio with you. I smell with coconut you. oil. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. And now I know why. You want me to have I these great memories oil. of me back when I used to suntan with coconut oil.
1: No, I don't. My wife's been to the doctor twice for... Yeah, let's yeah, not do that. That's not going to happen.
0: Let's agree. No more coconut oil, James. No... Quit, quit rubbing it all over your body. Hey, we got to take a break because guess who's in the house? Meg Conley has arrived. And uh, it's, you know, it's a pretty well-kept secret that nobody spends more money just willy-nilly than Meg Conley. Nobody's just throwing her money around more than Meg. She even has, she's so rich. She has two Lexam, Lexi, two cars of the brand Lexus. Now, sure, they're 30 years apart. I don't know. It's, but, you know, Meg Conley. She's in the house. Hope she didn't hear that. We're going to be talking to Meg Conley about uh, the five things that you need to buy to be happy. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Meg, up next right here on Sirius XM 143
4: BYU Radio.
7: when, you're silly, when I'm how you feel
6: about
0: this. welcome back everybody to the Matt Townsend, Townsend show obviously that is the theme music uh, of our next guest by the way the name of that song is independent woman from destiny's child we uh, we are proud to bring on our independent woman <laughs> meg conley from in, Meg in progress, so okay.
7: that's better than *Bohemian Rhapsody*, which I yeah. think is what we had last time. Yeah. This is that's a good jam. That's a plus. Great jam. I think they did it for *Charlie's Angels*, like the did remake, which they? was a, that was a good movie. Yeah,
0: uh, I don't want to point this out, but I'm about to point it out. Um, *Charlie's Angels*. Charlie has a last name. What is it?
7: I'm too young to know.
0: <laughs> okay, let's go to Sean, who has a brain and would know that because he's not. He's actually doesn't have a brain because he's older.
1: Matt's doing this because it's the same as his name,
0: Charlie's. Oh, Angels. Is it Townsend? Charlie Townsend.
7: Who even is Charlie? Like, is there a Charlie?
0: Charlie is some creepy old man. I thought Charlie was Bill has... Murray.
7: Wasn't that no? No, no. No. <laughs> no.
0: That's just in the movie. In the on the TV show, Charlie was some man that had enough power to keep three or four women, you know, in his in, in his Employee? employment. Yeah. Huh. Isn't that powerful? For him, yeah, yeah. Right then, I thought, see, there's a Townsend. I did my genealogy. <laughs> there's
7: there's a Townsend. There's
0: a Townsend. He's he's got angels. Yeah, so that's great. I don't because it sounds sexist, but I'd be honored if you'd be one of the angels.
7: <laughs> I think I think I'll run the angels.
0: James is an angel too.
7: I could see that. You're very angelic, James.
0: Uh, Aaron, not an angel anymore. And I know ninjutsu, so that makes me an angel as well. Uh, I've never met her, <laughs> but she sounds fantastic. <laughs> Uh, how are you, Meg?
7: I'm good. I was at the pool all day.
0: I'm not. Conti- I can see the burn.
7: Can, yeah, I know. Right here. I didn't yeah. put sunscreen on my. You're face. glowing.
0: Well, you ought to because here's the deal. I forgot. And I don't know if you heard the earlier guest.
7: No. Before we brought up your Lexum. I Lexham. was at the pool. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so the earlier guest was just telling us about um, that they they'll put coconut oil out right. in stores, uh-huh. and it makes people feel like. They're almost on a beach, rubbing oil on their body to get suntanned hm and when you walked in the room, I could smell that wafting
7: do you know what up it is? my nostrils. It's the salt spray so i the stuff I put in my hair is really just salt water, okay. and then it's got like a little bit of coconut oil in it, so that's what you were smelling yeah, really fancy. Well, it there. actually
0: made me crave um some of those i don't know what you call them, but they're their uh almonds. With coconut, it's like a Mountain Joy. It's An almond, almond joy? joy, but it's not that. It's at it's at Costco, huh. and we buy them by the bag.
7: That was quite the tangent we yeah. took there. <laughs> well,
0: you're the one that made me go there because <laughs> you're smelling like a coconut oil. Well, girl. well,
7: well. Thank you. Uh, thank I you. Don't know, but yeah. it, you,
0: you really ought to put more sunscreen. So on.
7: that's one of the things you'd buy that would that would buy you happiness. Is one of those candies mm-hmm. from Costco mm-hmm. that would yeah.
0: It's a bag, and you eat about fifty.
7: Sure. Like at once? Or like over the course of a month?
0: Oh, no. Yeah, no, not a month. I mean, that's, (laughs) who's a wuss? I, no, you do it in about three sittings.
7: Here's the thing, I hate coconut. It's gross. Like, we have to stop talking about it because I'm like having a visceral reaction. Really? To like the, it's sick. Yuck. Like, what's that phobia? James, that's gotta be called something, right? People who hate coconut? I I hate it. I think
0: it's called kooky for coconut. No. What was the name?
7: Were you Co- in the sun a lot today?
0: <laughs> no, actually, I'm wearing makeup today. I'm wearing makeup. Is that what you saw? No. Cuckoo for coconut. That's, that was on a commercial. On well, a so coconut.
7: now I know what to buy you to bring you a little bit of happiness. That's great. Yeah.
0: Just take your Lexums. Lexi. Here's
7: the thing. Oh, wait, Sean has something to say.
0: Well, it's Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs.
3: Thank oh, you. Cocoa
1: Puffs. Oh.
7: Yeah, it's a commercial. I'm, anyway, I'm not familiar.
1: I don't know wow. why. I, I,
0: you know what? But let me just tell you, my favorite part of all of your segments, yeah, it's when we do. It's when we, we go off on a tangent. Is it?
7: Is it when you make fun of me? That's your favorite part. Yes. I feel like the tangents are always making fun of me. Yeah,
0: but <laughs> so let's not call them tangent. Let's just say making fun of Meg time.
7: Sure, sure. That's way, great. We should we, get our music. We didn't for that. give you a
0: proper. We, will you look for some making fun of Meg music? Yeah, great. By the way, we didn't give you a proper introduction.
7: No, and I deserve one. Uh, Thank let's you. do that right yeah. now.
0: Meg is a writer. And she, on her website, Megan Progress, she deals in womanhood, writes about womanhood, motherhood, spirituality, and all things hood.
7: Yeah, all the hoods. Uh-huh. I write about those, yeah.
0: She's a regular guest on our show, but more importantly, she is the mother of Zuzu and Viola. You got it right. And husband Riley. Yeah. And um, she sports around a in um, Alexis.
7: I'm going to let
3: you drive and my 10-year-old has, Lexus someday. I she think she has that a grill. She really wears want... a grill
0: of gold and platinum and Always. Diamonds. I'm just kidding. Here's the deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take us back.
7: That's... Take us back, Mac.
0: Let me go, let's go back <laughs> to the real reason you're here. Yes. Uh, apparently, you're a consumer.
7: Here's the thing. We're always Because you have told... new clothes
0: every time you come.
7: Right. But, well, sure. Every I do time. A, you I, come. not every time. No, every time. But um, I'm also innovative with the way that I pair outfits so that they appear new. But yeah, I buy That's new clothes. That Let's,
0: let me just let me help translate that. Sure. Uh, you break all of the rules of fashion.
7: <laughs> sure. Like right now I'm wearing a, a, well, actually plaid and floral. That totally goes together. I This is a good, th- yeah. I mean,
0: it looks pretty. I mean, it I, works. I feel
7: I feel very, like I feel like it'd be like an Ralph Lauren catalog or but something. But let's just be
0: real. Do you think that, it, like, let's just say James wore a floral pants. Sure. Uh, pants. And then he wore a plaid shirt.
7: Yeah. Do you th- Do that, James. But I'm for you, real.
0: No, but do that. Do you think he could pull that off?
7: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Meg. I- Meg,
2: I appreciate your vote of confidence. Yeah, I think oh, that's great. boy. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. But listen,
7: Done. I am a consumer. We're all consumers, right? People mm. who pretend they're not, they're just jokesters. I'm a consumer. It's, it's not a real thing. Like, everybody consumes. So I think consume in a way that brings you joy. People say, money can't buy happiness. And I'm like, pshaw. Like, it kind of can.
0: Pshaw? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pshaw.
7: It's Push. just, because listen- <gasps> Yeah, I mean the the that's money true. itself, holding cash. Yeah.
0: Doesn't well, happen. maybe
7: for some people well, for that a minute, might be yeah. happy. I like but, to just
0: throw it all over me. But, <laughs> sure,
7: sure, it's very Demi Moore of yeah, you.
0: But very, but um, that's what for, I do.
7: for the for the most part, that's not joyful. No. But money is the currency that we use. Cur- we I like use. to buy
0: people a meal. Sure. So you, if I could just here here we go, buying the meal. Right. Nobody you, think about it.
7: I, you know, you've never bought us a meal. I know. Or, or really anything. I, I,
0: I like to. <laughs> I, I would like to someday buy you something.
7: I'm looking forward to that. So so you're buying experiences. Mm-hmm. You're, you're purchasing things that help you better represent yourself. So I think that there are a few things, especially as a woman, that you basically have an obligation to spend money on for your is, for your happiness right now and in the future.
0: So is this list only for women?
7: Um, so this comes from my perspective. So I would love to know what's different on a okay. man's list. Okay. We'll just, I, I tried to make him. I couldn't. I'm okay. like well, Halo. I don't know.
0: No, no, no. So, <laughs> you're you're not a man. So no. Nope. I will. You will describe the female, and then I will take the male. Okay. Version.
7: Okay. So first of all, okay. number one, get yourself a haircut. Stop cutting it yourself. Don't mm. go to $5 cuts. Find someone that is a reasonable price, that knows what they're doing, and can give you a nice haircut every six weeks.
5: But like, okay. You
7: deserve that. And it's a matter of representing who you are.
0: Just look around the room for a second. Sure. Just look around.
7: Not as much hair here as you would. Yeah, so... But still, that, that's getting cut. Both, both those...
0: I'm just... Both I, just those... I just feel bad <laughs> that you brought it up. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, here's the deal though. Um but you get your hair cut and sure. you but you like to just let it go.
7: <laughs> right, let but it this. Go. but this this actually <laughs> this takes some work. Does it. Yeah, you gotta get this you to like get the rat's nest thing going that i going oh, yeah. on. That's like every eight no, weeks you go it's, in it's, and get it trimmed. No, but it's cute. It's not like
0: it's not, I wouldn't even say rat's nasty. <laughs> but it's just you let it go. So. It's a look. Okay. So like
7: find a way to represent yourself. Go out and get yourself some clothes that fit. Okay,
0: let's do this. Okay, but so first you said get a haircut. Get
7: a haircut. Women feel so guilty. And I think that there's a couple of reasons they feel guilty. First of all, anytime we spend money on ourselves, we feel horrible, which is ridiculous. You've got to take care of yourself first. Um, Second of all, I think that we feel guilty that we get 45 minutes to sit by ourselves while somebody serves us. I think that that makes us... Feel like we shouldn't be here. We should be taking care of our kids. We should be taking care of our yeah. husbands. L- they can take care of themselves yeah. for a while. Okay. I have like, the, go yeah, guys and take have that the time.
0: I, okay. I've got one that's, that's a corollary to that uh, for the guys. Uh, buy a sports car.
7: Yeah. No, no, not the same. But, but if no, you but have the. What do you mean not the same? If you have the. It's the same. If you have.
0: Uh, if, your hair is if, an extension if you of have you. The, if
7: you have the means to do that. Yes, of course. Sure. Okay. Make yourself happy. What There's you, nothing wrong with that.
0: What if you don't have the means?
7: Find, find For another. Even a well, so. There are beauty schools. I mean, like That's if you true. go if you go to the Aveda beauty school, mm-hmm. it'll take two hours because they're learning and they're showing yeah. their instructors. But it's actually this great experience, yeah. and it costs eight dollars.
0: You can rent a car. You could I could rent a Maserati for a half a day.
7: Or you can you know you can get an older car and fix it up. I mean like I could
0: get a lecture. The
7: the car thing is is a like a harder. I don't know that those are direct parallels. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Seems close to me. Oh man. Anyway, um. Okay. Let's. Oh. Do we want to start the next one? Because you've got four more.
7: Yeah. Okay. Well, the next one. The next one's easy. Buy yourself some clothes. I'm sick of women walking around. Yes. With clothes that are too big. um too, too small. Few. Yeah. Ten years old yeah. with holes in them. Welcome I. Hands. Well, that's a different kind of top <laughs> waste. But I. Um, that are 10 years old, but they are clothes that are still in, in very good repair. And, and if so they're those not, are,
0: it doesn't matter. You'll pull them off.
7: And so those are great. I yeah. mean, that's a great thing to wear. But I think, I think that women, again, you can go to, I have gotten so many clothes at the local thrift store mm-hmm. and they don't fit quite right. And so then I take them to a tailor and for $5, they fit Boom. perfectly. And so it's a $7 dress. That's at great. the end of the day. So you can be creative. Not everything has to come from Nordstrom, yep. but you do have to decide that you, your body is worth honoring with things that fit it. Mm. So go out and buy yourself a couple new pieces of clothing today.
0: That's really good. <laughs> that is really good. Honor your body yes. by buying it something to wear
7: yes i'm for, I'm, I'm
0: no, I, serious. I think it's a great thing
7: yes and just, women don't do that they either. don't at
0: all because they're they're yeah they'll buy their kids stuff they'll buy everything sure. but they don't i'm
7: i'm guilty of that oh. i have several dresses i've walked i walk around and still that have like holes in the back or something mm-hmm. so you have to wear like a shirt over it yeah. loops so you don't see the hole my husband's like it's time for you to wear clothes that don't have holes in them Like okay. let's, let's do i've that. got
0: the correlate i've got the correlation of oh, the corollary okay you ready yeah buy a boat <laughs> so the guys should buy a boat.
7: See, I feel like it's for an men, extension. It's like it's
0: an extension. It's like what would man. your
7: list be? Uh, bacon on a sandwich, any kind of sandwich.
0: <sighs> Write that down. I need bacon um, to be one I think of the it, five.
7: I think it would be um, well, like we, a pay per view, uh, like yeah, fight, fight of some sort uh-huh. once a year.
0: Yeah. Like well, you guys, Sean says no, but I, yeah, I'd go with that.
7: Something, some, whatever no, no, that just is.
0: Just some major sporting sure. event. Some yeah some kind a of trip major trip to Yankee Stadium.
3: <gasps> sure. <laughs>
0: This is good. See, this is so easy. Okay, so you've got so far, let's be clear. Um, get a haircut. Yes. And uh, buy some clothes. Yes. The guys would say, get a Porsche and uh, a boat.
7: I'm not sure which guys you're talking about here. I guess the cool, the cool guys. The cool guys, okay. I guess that's
0: what you're talking about. You're
7: making about. me sound so reasonable. It's great. I know. I love when you're the crazy one. I'm trying one. to
0: help you <laughs> lift your argument. Oh, Meg. Meg Conley's here. From Meg in progress. You know, not making so much progress this summer. She slowed down a bit.
7: By by the pool.
0: She works hard for her money. She smells like cocoa butter. Her favorite thing, coconuts. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back. More with Meg Conley when we come back, right here on BYU Radio.
3: Stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch And try to come to life Jumping, in the shower And the blood starts pumping Out on the streets The traffic starts jumping folks Welcome like back
0: Little Dolly pardon. To totally, this song reminds me of you
7: I, Does it? Yeah I love Dolly I mean, I, I have rarely worked nine to five, to By be little. honest
0: with you. Be, well, be really?
7: Yeah, I, I worked retail. Never. Yeah. So it was like... Yeah, nine no, to nine. Sure, sure. <laughs> I worked harder than oh, yeah. nine to five, Matt. You did. Thank you yeah. very much.
0: You worked retail? What did you do?
7: Uh, my mom owned this store, and I got to manage it. It was a but really great store. But it wasn't a store. clothing store. Yeah, it was a clothing store. It was beautiful.
0: Was it for mismatched clothing?
7: It was all like, <laughs> kind of. It was all this beautiful, like vintage-inspired, oh, That's eclectic. where you got it. Yeah, it's from my mom.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You've got great family. I do. Even Zuzu and Viola.
7: They're the best.
0: Sure, they sound like animal names, (laughs) but they're human beings.
7: What kind of animal would be a Viola?
0: I don't know. Yeah. Sounds like more like a... That's
7: Viola, sir. It's like a reptile
0: of some sort. Sure. Sure. Anyway, (laughs) um, Meg Conley's in the house from Meg in Progress. Yes. We're talking five things that... uh, She's giving the list of five things that every woman should buy...
7: That will help further her happiness. Yeah, to further the happiness.
0: I've made my own list kind of (laughs) as we go.
7: Okay, so I'm dying to see what the counterpart for this one is. Okay, Okay, and then this will be the last one that has to do with personal presentation. Okay,
0: good, 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 good.
7: But you need to go buy yourself some lipstick. Like a, a, oh. vibrant color, Got it. a vibrant color, a vibrant color that matches your skin tone, and you can do this if you go to yeah. Ulta. Um, one of my one of my favorite lipsticks there is four ninety nine, and it's fabulous. And if you need the makeup to go with it, uh-huh. go crazy and get yourself some drugstore makeup to go with it. By but way,
0: this advertisement does not represent <laughs> the thoughts or feelings of management. <laughs>
7: They would prefer that you go somewhere But else. you're
0: always into the lipstick thing. You, sure. You've brought that up two or three times.
7: Sure. I think it makes a huge difference. Like okay. when I'm walking down the grocery aisles and you've... Viola is like throwing a fit yeah. and like picking up tomato yeah. sauce cans yeah. and like throwing them at the person uh, right. like opposite of us. Like and being like, naughty. And like growling. Mm-hmm. Like James. Sure. James is always growling. Then, then I'm not joking. That has happened multiple times. Oh, yeah. Frighteningly enough. Right. And I actually think at least I have red lipstick on right now. No, do like, you really? at least I've at least I'm presenting myself in a way Holy that cow. looks like I have hope, even though in this moment
0: my lips there look great.
7: No hope for me. Are you serious? I'm serious. It makes a huge difference. Okay.
0: I've got the, I've got the. It's I've a got...
7: symbol. Okay, like sure. it's not just it's not just makeup. It's that you've decided to go out into the world. Mm-hmm. You own this place. You red lipstick this place. Yeah. Okay, I've got go it. Go get it. I've got the same thing. Okay,
0: um, a grill.
7: Okay, I think a grill's a great one for a man. Like, I'm not, what, how is it? What's the correlation Not between?
0: a barbecue grill.
7: Uh-oh. I'm Uh-oh. talking
0: about a grill for your grill.
7: This is the second reference to that, yes. this show.
0: Sure, you talk like this. Sure. But it doesn't matter because you know you're sporting an incredible piece of art <laughs> on on your teeth.
7: Sure. Maybe, so when the kids maybe, are throwing a
0: fit, you don't worry about your lips. You just the, smile maybe and the, the grill comes maybe out. Maybe the
7: counterpart for a guy would be like, I'm wearing a shirt and tie today. Like maybe that would be it. Mm, no, no,
0: <laughs> nope. Because um, right now my neck's a little thicker than normal. Oh sure. I think sure I. It's the heat. My neck swells. <laughs> I have swollen neck syndrome.
7: That's weird. How I was like that all through December too. <laughs> wow. Matt, I'm joking. Whatever. I had to get back to you because no. you were so mean it, no. mean to me Whatever. before Whatever. I came on Whatever. air. Whatever, but I
0: do remember. <laughs> I think in December, your lips were not so rosy. They were just kind of ashen.
7: That's not as bad of a burn. I still win.
0: That was really rude. And you're laughing, James.
2: It was a good zing, I, I must say. It
0: was James, great. I'm going to miss you on the show. Oh.
7: <laughs> James, oh. last show. So that We're going to have to
0: call Juan back.
7: Uh, don't. Yeah. I can't come back if Juan's here. Juan,
0: it's because he's a lawyer. Lawyers he's scare so, you. He's
7: so
0: mean. Lawyers scare a lot of people that drive Lexums. So. so, what's number, number four, four? A yeah.
7: babysitter. And mm. I'm not just talking yeah. about for date night, right? Sure. I think that women, again, well, like date night. That's not bad. No, it's not bad. Sure. Date night's great. We've talked about that. I think you should go on a date once a week, right? Yeah. But um, I think however many times you can figure it out, once a month, once a quarter, once a week, you should have a sitter come in for just a couple hours so that you can just go and be by yourself. You're not running errands. You're not taking care of anyone. Yeah. You're not even taking care of your marriage with your husband like when you're on a date, right? Yeah. You're just doing something for yourself. You're just
0: Yeah. You're just being you. You're
7: just breathing. Yeah. Like I forget how to breathe sometimes because I feel like there is so much, not yeah. literally, okay. you looked very concerned. Well, I was like, gosh,
0: <laughs> and I figured out why it's because you're thinking about your lips too
7: much. Sure. Sure. Focus
0: on your so, lungs.
7: But you need, um, you need to give yourself that time yeah. recharge. And by doing so, you're really helping the people around you oh, sure. you're able to come back and, and you're refreshed. Right. Sure. But women, women feel guilty about getting babysitters just for date night, let alone just for themselves. That's like beyond. Right. See,
0: Women. Come on.
7: Stop feeling guilty. It's Let so it overrated. Go. Stop being so stereotypical, right? Someone's going to have to think of like a new song that has that lyric in it.
0: it like, that song is once in a lifetime. <laughs> that thing has been more played, more more overplayed. Okay, I've got the corollary to <laughs> okay, uh, to going out on a date night yep. or going out, on, going out on your own. A recliner.
7: Oh, James is nodding his head.
0: When I get in my recliner, I don't have a recliner anymore. so it just disappeared sad it was was like what happened to my recliner she's
7: like I don't know yeah
0: it just went out goodwill she said goodwill (laughs) I never even knew we had a goodwill and here's the funny thing but when I get in my recliner I feel like I'm free I don't even think about I don't think about anyone I don't think about anything. You know, I think that
7: this is a thing, though. Like, most men Mm -hmm. need or want a recliner. And generally, there's, like, you know, the 20 minutes of sports center Mm -hmm. in front of it, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's called Lazy Boy. Sure. They don't have Lazy Girls. Sure. I mean, a Lazy Girl is... I'm kind
7: of a Lazy Girl.
0: Yeah. But (laughs) (laughs) you can't buy it. Sure, no. But Lazy Boy, you can actually buy it and put it in your house and it fits you. Right. And then the only thing you worry about is how am I going to get out of this thing? Right. Like when you get too deeply so, entrenched So, so do it.
7: you want like one with like a refrigerator yeah. and like.
0: <laughs> no, because I, I still have kids that I can manipulate. By,
7: but... Oh, that's great. Yeah. So you're like 10 years out from that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When my hips go bad. <laughs> sure. I want a recliner with a refrigerator. Sure. See, this is an easy list.
7: Yeah. Yeah. But see, the things that I've talked about so far are all things that are attached to a deeper meaning. Right.
0: Yeah. And- ish.
7: And it's absolutely. Your list is.
0: My list isn't.
7: Uh... Well, yours. We're not talking about it. your. <laughs> oh,
0: that's true.
7: Maybe the cars that you know a need for.
0: Speed. Freedom. Need for speed.
7: Speed. Like the boat, absolutely.
0: Uh, need for. Uh, a tan. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, also
7: uh, very deep. What, else, was, what yeah. else do I
0: have? The recliner. The grill. Oh, and the grill. Is, the grill's great. Family grill's, time. No, nah, that's just excessive. Oh no, that That's the just me thing. showing off. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But the but I think the key the piece de resistance. If you will. Yeah. If you will. The recliner. Sure. Nothing okay, so I've got one more. more. Are you gonna be able to think
7: cool. of one more for your list?
0: Yeah,
3: I'm sure.
7: So so the last thing yeah. that women should absolutely spend money on, is like their it's husband. their, their, their job. Their nope, husband. not even close. Okay. Is um however they express themselves, are do you like to craft? Hmm. Do you like to garden? Do you like to so bedspreads and sell them at the farmer's market. Yeah. Are you an artist? Are you a writer? Something to express Spend themselves. Spend money on your self-expression. Hmm. And do not feel anything but empowered and like you were teaching your children the importance of their voices by doing that. Wow. Yeah. Bam.
0: Okay. I got the, <laughs> uh, I, what I would get. Sure. I'd probably get an intercom system in my house.
7: So you're taking this pretty literally, like the power of the voice thing. Mm-hmm. That was a very literal job so I'd start my own
0: radio show, <laughs> and I would start it in my house. Sure. Wake pod, up in the morning. Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show.
7: That's exciting.
0: Everybody up out of bed. And then I'd start to, I'd express more.
7: Your kids would hate that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Your wife exactly. would hate that, too. And
0: then I'd have bacon. <laughs> yeah, and if I didn't do that, I'd get power tools.
7: Power tools, sure, but that's true. That's a good. That's a good parallel. Yeah, I like that. Mm. I, I mean, not as good as the like the but sound system. Thing. I,
0: I like. I like your list. It's like your list. You thought more about.
7: Sure. Well, because I thought about it a lot because I feel like when I got married, I decided. Okay, I am going to be really, really responsible with money. Hmm. And for me, responsibility meant not spending any of it at all.
0: Yeah, you were just going to hunker down, start putting it away in the vault.
7: Right, I, I got over that relatively quickly. <laughs> but but the thing the thing that I realized is that money is a resource, okay? And so we're not supposed to hide our resources. We're just right. supposed to use them wisely. Yeah. And some of that does mean savings. I'm not saying it not doesn't. Sure. But it also means um, allowing it to help you create the life that you deserve mm-hmm. living.
0: And it's not just materialistic. It's a lot of yours, uh, unlike mine, were about... Uh, Becoming a better human.
7: Sure, absolutely. I mean,
0: not like I, having a boat. I, you could become a better human having a boat.
7: I plan on doing both those things yeah. at one point. But
0: sure. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, well, I'm sure you are. Um, <laughs> so, th- those are. That's it.
7: Oh, it's easy, right? And I think that's a good start. And then, and then from there, depending a pool? on, would you get a pool? Yeah, yeah, would you? sure. What well, po- wouldn't I get? I'd get anything. What if I had we? the money to get it, I'd get it. Riding lawnmower. Sure. My husband wants one of those so badly. I am not even joking. I have walked in on him on the computer, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. No, nothing. And <laughs> then, and then I the look, screen. and I'm like, do you have four tabs open of, like, different kinds of writing lawnmowers? Like, <gasps> what is that? And we Behind live, your back. We, yeah. But here's the funny thing. We live in this little 1920s bungalow, and, like, it's like a postage stamp backyard. Like, it would be like you couldn't do a three-point turn in our backyard on one With, of those lawnmowers. Yeah. I'm not well, exactly big dreams. Big dreams. For imagine how
0: quickly he could lo- mow your lawn. That's though
7: that's true, very quickly. Look at how
0: much time he'd be able to spend with the family.
7: Very quickly. So he'd is, probably he probably serve really the neighborhood. Want, he really wants one.
0: Then you wouldn't need the babysitter.
7: Because of the lawnmower.
1: Because he'd have time.
7: Oh, he already has time. No, I need that on top of his time. That's wow. like in addition to his time.
0: Maybe you just need to get used to being with your kids. More. <laughs>
7: I am with my kids so much. Are so you? enough. Yep. Are you? Just enough. Just, just enough. Right. Just well, you've right. got
0: beautiful children.
7: Yeah, they're the best. We were at the pool all day today. Neither of them swim, which mm. is rough. That's a well, rough situation. Well,
0: but you, they float.
7: Yeah, they wouldn't put on floaties either. So it was just like, I just kind of carried them back and forth across the pool for You know hours. they'll
0: float without them.
7: No. <laughs> That's not true.
0: They're no. not witches. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they'll float. Try.
7: I, I, but your list was good. Your Thanks. list was, you know, I did. Well, I did exciting. want to add
0: two more because I wouldn't have ever made a list of five. Sure, I, I would have made a list of seven. Seven's a luckier number.
7: Oh, sure, I could see and that. I, Plus I, the w- symbolism, seven is enough. Uh-huh. That's great. Seven yeah, is I like. That. I would have.
0: I would have added a trip to a, a sporting event. Uh huh. Like the Yankees stadium, sure. something like that. Yeah. And I definitely would have added a bacon fest.
7: Oh sure. Well, bacon goes without saying. It's yeah. like oh. that's part. Oh, is of that your, on your list? That's part of your maintenance. Yeah. That's yeah. like.
0: And but I would have gotten um, lipstick bacon flavored.
7: That's gross. I hated everything about that.
0: Well, I hate lipstick. <laughs> so meaner. But neener.
7: I think I think that if we change our mindset, yeah, so that we understand that money is not bad.
0: No, I'm, money good. Just money's it's, it's no. It's just like it's just a thing.
7: Right. Like my husband had a professor at BYU, and the guy had made tons of money and was teaching at BYU for a dollar a year. Because it was wow. what he was doing in his retirement, right? Yeah. And the guy was speaking, and some some wise, you know, some smart kid.
0: Aren't you? You're doing this show some for a dollar a year?
7: Nope, not even making that. And um, get her the, a kid, the kid raised his hand and he said, "Well, I'm not in this for the money." Talking about their field, yeah. How cool! And is the that? guy, no, it's lame. Oh. And the guy was like, <laughs> "The guy was like, oh, I wasn't in it for the money either. I was in it for the stuff money could buy." And oh. like, I think that that is true. Like, if you <laughs> Matt just gave me a dollar. There you go. No, Matt. No, it's not. I'm done. holding out. I'm it's holding done. out for more. Sorry, it's
0: a little wet. We're gonna
7: we're gonna start contract negotiations. I oh, will have man. been here for a year. On like August fifteenth, it will have been a year.
0: We actually didn't officially start counting till last month. <laughs>
7: nope, doesn't count. <laughs> hey,
0: one thing. Um, I, I did want to give you a little time. Uh, sure. Are you gonna stick around for yeah. this? We're gonna play Guess the Price again. Remember when I schooled you on guessing prices?
7: I'm not good at that.
0: I know you. Actually, you say that about every game.
7: I didn't know that the Price is Right existed until I got married. We actually were not going to use the name of that show. All of it.
0: But you just used the name of the show.
7: Oh well, just the show, not this show. The
0: show, uh, also known as the Price is Right. (laughs) But here's the deal. Um, Yeah. I just wanted to give you one second to Mm -hmm. apologize for your rude comment earlier. Go ahead.
7: I am really sorry, Juan. That I said that you were mean. No, 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 no. Not, not the one comment.
0: Not the one one. The one the one where you commented you are on are looking
7: swell. Oh, you know what? You look the, the same chin. as you do in December, which is fantastic. See, okay. I don't see any swelling. No, you're di- you're I'm digging. Not, not, you're <laughs>
0: digging deeper. It's like you missed you had a chance there and you missed <laughs> the point.
7: I was about to make a chin point joke, but I kept it to myself. <laughs>
0: Oh, my heavens. James, don't laugh.
7: I I had to cover my mouth. Physically cover my mouth.
0: I'm so mad at you right now.
7: Matt, I'm sorry.
0: Just whatever. (laughs) This buck, you lost your dollar.
7: Dang it.
0: We have taken her dollar away. Meg Conley. (sighs) (sighs) Conley. I
7: totally got him this time. From Meg in progress.
0: not.com. Winner! MeganProgressNot.com. <laughs> Horrible website. Pain in the neck. We'll be back. Uh, we're going to play the game, Guess the Price, and you'll get to see, hopefully, that I will destroy Meg. I'm sure. Mm, makes great radio. <laughs> right here on the Matt Townsend Show with the special guest, Meg Conley on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. James has been killing it with the music. music. Uh, Again, we are going to miss James after today's show for laughing out of turn (laughs) and laughing at jokes that weren't funny. (laughs) (laughs) To the host, I think that's a that's a felony. That's a felony. He's going to
7: to jail. (laughs) Laughing out of
0: turn. Laughing. Uh, jokes that are not funny to the host. It's
7: very fascist of you, don't you think?
0: Exactly. <laughs> and it feels so powerful. Okay, so we're going to play the show. Okay. Guess the price. By the way, I we have we're not. Uh, I'm going to give you a dollar for your appearances. Per appearance? No, per year.
7: <laughs> oh man, I was pretty excited <laughs> and, for a minute.
0: And we'll just set it right there. But if you, if I, if I happen to win, um,
7: you give me five hundred. You get
0: the dollar anyway. If I lose, oh. you get the dollar anyway.
7: It's a confusing game, mm-hmm. and it's only a dollar. So, it's also so depressing. the name of the game
0: is called "You Might Win a Dollar." Okay, great. Or lose a dollar. Actually, but win it. Welcome to Guess the Price. Wow,
1: <laughs> we are
7: serious about this up in here.
1: Yeah, they've upped the budget.
7: My goodness.
3: Where
1: you can't win a brand new car. Yay. Woo! You can't win one.
0: <laughs> Who needs one when you got two? <laughs> <laughs>
1: two lexum. All right, so here's how things are going to work. 20 years apart. It's very,
0: very simple. Okay. It's
1: it's very similar to another game that you might have seen somewhere else. On television. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was too much. I'm going to give you a product. Yes. And you're going to guess the price.
0: Easy. These are everyday uh, products. Okay.
1: I pulled these prices off of the internet. Taxes included? Uh, no. These okay. are mm. manufacturer suggested retail
0: price. MSRP.
1: Yes. Okay. All right. Here we go. We have a thirty ounce jar of Kraft Mayo Real Mayonnaise.
0: Thirty ounces. How thirty much ounce is 30 jar. Ounces? That's about a weekend's
3: worth.
7: <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say five ninety nine.
0: Thirty ounces.
7: How much is thirty ounces?
0: That would be two Diet Cokes. I would say. Yeah,
7: I would say five ninety nine.
0: Three of your bottles of water is how In much case. it is. Yeah, so, I, I would say. I would say. If she, you're going to say what? Five ninety nine. Yeah. I'd say six oh one. So you can't go over, right? Right. Six dollars. And, and one cent. And one cent. Well, who? Are you? you both went over. Really? Yes.
1: $3.00.
7: eggs? That seems very it's expensive.
1: $3.88. Well, you got to whip wow. it. You got to whip it. See, egg. I
7: always feel like mayonnaise is really expensive. Like every time nope. I go to the grocery store, I'm like, I'm not paying that no, for mayonnaise. Not mm-hmm. a
1: gold bar. Mm. But 30 ounce jar might be a little big. I think it's the 30 ounces that threw us. That's
7: very confusing. Yeah. Like, who buys mayonnaise in that size?
1: All right, let's try this one. Here. A 24 ounce <laughs> jar of Vlasic Kosher Dill Spears. Ooh.
0: 24-ounce jar.
7: How, how big? Like uh, this?
0: I would say that that would be about 425.
7: What, what kind of circumference are we talking about That would be about here? that. About that? Uh, yeah. hmm Yeah. Yeah. 399.
1: We went over You both went over two dollars and thirty-two
0: cents.
7: You know, I only get the fancy pickles. I'm not going to sit here and line. But
0: let's just also admit that um, I get the
7: refrigerated ones.
0: This is like as if we're buying for a barbecue. Uh I only buy like for dinner. (laughs) No. I'm trying
7: to figure out like these. A twenty-four ounce jar of pickles
1: that would be a normal jar for my family to buy.
7: Boy, it's really
1: not that big. We shop at Costco. It does last a while. I do shop at
7: Costco. I'm very confused.
1: We should Hmm. do a Costco show. Okay. All right. Lysol Power Toilet Bowl Cleaner, the 24 ounce size. All right. Supercharged? No.
7: I'm going to say, I'm going low this time in the hopes that he goes over. So I'm saying 250. (laughs) Is that high still?
0: No, it's my turn. Um, You said 250. I'll say 251. (laughs) Too late. Too late. late. Again, you both went over.
7: Where are you getting these prices from?
1: Uh, a, A website.
7: I think I, Of a you know, retail I, store? I shop at Harmons, and I feel like they charge you too much. I mm-hmm. think, yeah.
1: This was $1.97. <laughs> Dang it. This Man. is the same store I buy it from. So, <clears throat> okay, hey. I'll get the next one. This is going to be easy. Sure you will. I'll get the next one. I'm All right. 64-ounce jug okay. of Clorox liquid bleach.
7: You can go first, Matt.
0: I would say... It's bleach for crying out loud. It it's is. the oldest product on earth.
7: <laughs> is that the oldest product on earth? On uh,
0: earth. No, fire is older, older than but salt. okay. No, but you don't fire's not a product. You don't it's not created by Clorox. I don't know. They sell firewood all over the place. It is um I would say it's going to be a bottle of Clorox bleach, sixty four ounces will be I'm gonna shoot way low. Three ten. Meg?
7: I'm gonna say you're gonna want to go way high. Stop it. Two ninety nine.
1: Matt was closest.
7: <laughs> Dang it! You three, zip it.
1: Three dollars and twenty three cents. Ooh, I could feel it. I could feel it. I'm oh taking... yeah! But you both were under that time. Yeah. That's true. Very good. Yeah,
7: well, I mean, I could be under every time. All 10 right. cents.
1: Some anymore. more food. How about Lay's Wavy Original Potato Chips? Another
7: oh. thing that is always more expensive than that you sounds think. This is so the party good.
1: size, thirteen point seven five ounce.
7: Four fifty.
0: And uh, so that means the bag is what half full? Well, yeah. Okay, that's always the way it is with potato chips. <laughs> did that's you say actually, 450? That's I actually did. cushion. Yeah. How what size thirteen ounce? Thirteen point seven five the Party ounce. size. I
7: feel like I need to know which store we're doing no, this from. No, there's no store. That makes anymore. a huge difference. They're
0: doing it off the interweb. Mm-hmm. He said it's
7: from the store he shops from. He mm-hmm. shops
0: off the internet. Weird. That's not real. No, I don't. Um, I'm going to say it starts with a W.
7: Oh, of course. Well, then
1: four.
0: You can change your answer
1: if you want You said. Want what did Meg. you want to
3: say?
7: Three seventy-five. <laughs> Bam.
1: Four twenty. Meg got it. It no. was me. It, you're helping her. It, it
7: makes you a huge difference her. if you know that it comes from the W store.
1: Three dollars and ninety-eight cents.
0: Whoa! Yeah, I didn't know we were shopping at the W store. It makes a big mm-hmm.
7: difference.
1: All right, let's go to the game aisle. Monopoly, the classic edition.
7: This is far out of my <laughs> Monopoly <laughs>
1: classic edition. Um, got about a minute. Fifteen
7: forty-three.
0: Uh, no one's going to pay fifteen forty-three for a game.
7: I wouldn't.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I'd say eleven dollars.
1: Meg got it. Twenty-four seventy-four. $24
7: for Monopoly? The
1: classic Too edition. Ga-
7: like how many fights that game starts?
1: Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> Do you know how many people
0: have been injured?
1: All right. We're going to move on to the bigger items now because we don't have a lot of time. In fact, we should be done. Uh, Vizio 50-inch, 1080p, 120 hertz,
0: full array LED smart TV. From the W store? Yes. 545
7: 499 Matt got it. Dang. <laughs> They're just tied still, Matt.
0: Electronics. 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 Okay, this is
1: the last one. Last the deal one. breaker right here. 2014 Dodge Avenger SE. With Dodge front-wheel Avenger, drive. or
0: SE with front-wheel drive. An, no options. Is that an SUV? No. What, what is year that? is that? 2014.
7: Is it a sedan? Yeah. It's a Dodge? Do yes. people buy Dodge? Dodge Avenger,
0: I would yes. say starting price, MSRP. You go first.
7: I would say price I'm willing to pay, $3.
0: <laughs> it's a car. i sorry, say it's $4 not Alexis. And I think I'm going to win that. I'm going to say starting price, manufacturer, sticker, uh, f- starts at 19000
1: Matt got it. Yes! How much
0: was it? $20,595. Oh, 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 Wrap good. it up, man. I'm good. I'm good. You
7: know your cars.
0: Okay, I'm going to still give you that dollar.
7: Thank you, Matt. And that I'm, is so and nice. And a parting it's, gift. It's the first of my next 19000 yeah. right? Plus, you're going to get yeah.
0: 20 ounces of fresh mayonnaise. Gross. It's been sitting in my car all afternoon. <laughs> so
7: gross.
0: So good, so yummy. Thanks for joining us, folks. That is the show on, you know, your consumer behavior. Meg, thanks for being here. You know it. And we'll uh, be looking for the apology on Meg's website, Meg in Progress. She'll be apologizing for commenting on my triple chin. We're out of here, folks. Thanks for joining us again. This is the show. Our goal is to help you uh, get a leg up in life. Thanks for everything. We'll be back again tomorrow. More ideas, more tools, more fun right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio.